Good morning, friends, and welcome again to the Rody Household Living Room. You can tell that it's morning here because of the way the light is shining in through our window, and it's, it's good to be with you again this way. Uh, this weekend, we are wrapping up our sermon series on the Sermon on the Mount, a series that we began uh, earlier in January. And while this isn't exactly the way I planned on finishing the sermon series, I, I have been challenged as we've journeyed through Jesus' important message, and I, I hope you have too. I've been blessed. I hope you've been blessed um, and encouraged to grow in your faith as we learn um, from Jesus' sermon. It's been kind of funny to watch pastors uh, learn to preach predominantly to, to cameras instead of mostly to, to people over the last few weeks. My friends and I have joked that uh, it feels a little bit like like you're building a plane and trying to fly it at the same time. Uh, so none of us really signed up to be televangelists or, or TV preachers, and yet here we are. So I've learned about things like, like lighting and, and ambient noise and been frustrated by the neighbor's dog barking and mowing their lawn and all those sorts of things. So thank you for your patience, and thank you so much, Ed Smart, our director of worship, who has been um, putting together these, these videos in, in such a, an amazing way every week. So as we pick up again in the Sermon on the Mount this morning, we are in Matthew chapter 7, verses 12 through 29. I'll be reading from the ESV again. Uh, and we're going to be walking through three illustrations that, that Jesus gives about putting his teaching into practice. Some scholars refer to these, these passages as Jesus' three warnings, but, but I kind of like to think of them as a, a dramatic finish to a very important message. So, so we're called to bring God's kingdom into the world here and now. Following Jesus is just as important today as it is for our future. So, so the way that Jesus preaches is he kind of he flips it upside down from how we would normally think of a sermon. Remember, he starts with the Beatitudes, which are blessings or a benediction. And then he ends with these very poignant illustrations. These very poignant illustrations. So as we dive in, will you please join me in prayer? Gracious and, and loving God, we thank you so much for your scripture, for the truths that it, it, speak to, that it speaks to us, God. And uh, the reality that it remains constant when the world around us feels as though it is spinning. Lord, in these next few moments, we ask that you give us ears to hear what you have for us. And Lord, I ask that you take my words and use them for your kingdom. We pray these things in your name. Amen. So starting in Matthew chapter 7, verse 12, hear these words. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. In other words, the Hebrew scriptures are summed up in the golden rule. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter it are, are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are, are, are few. So there's two paths. There's, there's ones that easy, that's easy, and, and many people go through it. And there's one that's, that's difficult to get through. Two paths that we, we, we walk on. So the, the first illustration that Jesus gives here is an invitation to, to make difficult decisions every single day. To love others when, when kindness and respect isn't returned back to us. To, to pray for our enemies. To seek reconciliation in broken relationships. To, to do what is right and just even when we know it's going to cost us personally. All things that Jesus talks about in the Sermon on the Mount. 
So right now, with the difficult place that we sit in the world, there are all kinds of difficult decisions we need to be making on a daily basis. In 1527, excuse me, as, as craziness plagued the world much like, like one is today, Martin Luther wrote a letter to his friend about how he would live out his faith his faith in the, in the face of uncertainty. So here, here are these words that, that Martin Luther wrote. I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. Then I shall fumigate, help purify the air, administer medicine and take it. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order not to become contaminated and thus perchance inflict and pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. If God should wish to take me, he will surely find me and I have done what he has expected of me. And so I am not responsible for either my own death or the death of others. If my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person, but will go freely as stated above. See, this is such a God-fearing faith, because it is neither brash nor foolhardy and does not tempt God. So, so right now, we're in a place where we all need to make difficult decisions, again, every single day, to stay home or to go out, to, to knock on our neighbor's door or to not, to, to make a tough business or financial decision with all of the, the craziness that's going on in our economy, or, or to not make that decision. I'd encourage you to be a, a people who follow uh, after the, the guide that, that Luther kind of sets up for himself. Ask for God's protection. That's one of the things that Luther says that he does for himself. Ask for God's protection. Think of how your, your actions reveal God's love to your neighbors, to your community, to the places that you, you work. And then act. And then act. So, so ask for God's protection. And then think about how your actions have an impact on the world, and then act. Following Jesus isn't easy, and more often than not, it's, it's actually hard. That's, that's what Jesus is saying here. But we're also assured that it leads to life. Elsewhere, Jesus calls it abundant life. The second illustration that Jesus uses uh, has to do with a, a tree and its, and its fruit, and it's starting in verse 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. So the first illustration is about making daily difficult decisions. And, and the second is about discernment. During Jesus' day, there were, there were all kinds of people that, that claimed to be leaders who, who talked the talk, but they didn't necessarily walk the walk. The reality is this, the same is true in our world today. And Jesus says, you will know a, a true leader by the fruit that they produce. So, so take your lead from the people who who produce good fruit. In the second century, there was a group of false prophets called the Martianites. And, and, and they, they'd travel around to, to different churches as these churches were established. And they, they would share this, this message about God's love and talk about how good God's love was. But, but they also lacked any sort of, of discipline. 
So they saw the love of God as a good concept, that they talked a good talk, but they stopped short of saying God's love demands anything from us. The way they lived didn't necessarily back up their message. And and there was another uh, teacher, somebody that that we often refer to as one of the early church fathers named Tertullian. And and he he said to them, essentially, you can judge the, the quality of their faith by the way they behave. Discipline, or or discipleship rather, is an index of doctrine. So as a kid, I have all kinds of memories going to to family camp and sitting at evening Vesper service and singing the song, They Will Know We Are Christians by Our Love. Some of you might might know that hymn. The way that, that we live out our faith, how we actually show God's love to our families and to our communities is just as important, if not more important, than what we say. How we show God's love is more important than what we say. Love without action is hollow, and and discipleship without discipline is impossible. We follow Jesus today by, by being bearers of good fruit. So before Jesus gets to the final illustration in, in his sermon, he, he doubles down on the, on the truth that, that following him is more about uh, walking the walk than it is about talking anyway or about thinking uh, in any certain way. He says the kingdom of heaven is not about what you say. It, it's about the will of my father. It's about doing the will of my father. And then starting at verse 24, he says this. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does and does them, does them, will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. So while my kids have been home for these last couple of weeks, their, their imaginations have soared. It's been fun to play with them, fun to see them play. They've, they've built buildings for their, their, their toys out of magnetiles and Legos and, and foam blocks. And they've built forts out of the couch cushions and, and blankets um, and chairs for them to, to hide in. Now, usually it's my older kids who are, are the ones doing the building. And, and then, of course, a, a storm comes. That, that storm is, is two years old. It's my, my two-year-old daughter. And, and the creations are, are absolutely destroyed. This, this last illustration is about building a firm foundation that can weather the inevitable storms that are going to come our way. Storms like we are experiencing right now. So I want to encourage us to, to hold fast to our faith, to rely on, on the foundation that, that we have built. But I also think that we're in a a kind of unique place right now where where we can continue to to build that foundation while the storms are swirling around around outside of us. So as you sit in your homes, pray. Pray, read scripture together or read scripture alone. Enjoy fellowship over the phone or or over Zoom. Continue to to reinforce the foundation that's that's ultimately going to get us through this this whole thing that we are going through. So Jesus ends this the Sermon on the Mount with, with illustrations that invite us to shape our lives around God's kingdom, to build kingdom values into our everyday lives. They, they remind us that following Jesus isn't just about the future. It's also about how we live now and today. Will you pray with me?
God, help us to be a people who, a people of hope, who, who cling to the truths of your kingdom. And help us to live out our faith in tangible ways today. We pray these things in your name. Amen.